Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. I am so excited for all of you to experience my friend Stevie. This is like, I just get excited every week about my speakers because they're all so amazing in their own right. And I have been following you. We've been friends for a while. I've connected with you. And I just, above and beyond what I already knew about you, I'm blown away even more. And I can't wait for you to be a part of this group and share all this amazing stuff that always comes out of you. So thank you for making time to be here with us tonight. And I'm excited to introduce you to my group. So you guys, this is Stevie. And yeah, I'm going (laughs) to let her just kind of talk for a minute and tell all about her and And then we can dive into all the good stuff we're going to talk about. Amazing. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Stevie Wright. I am a self-love coach. I'm a breathwork facilitator. And really what I, you know, there's so much talk about niche and everything and niching down and all that kind of stuff in this work. And for some reason, I really resent or or maybe resent is a strong word, but I resist niching down and, and... because I just feel like at my core, I'm a portal opener. Like I really just help people open portals to new realities for themselves. And I've been doing this work for myself for several years and came from, to give you a very, very short background, just came from a lot of anxiety, a lot of unworthiness. I think a lot of times we get into this work because of, from our own struggles and our own pain. And so uh, I've spent most of my life anxious, feeling unworthy, proving myself, seeking validation, achieving, 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 doing more, trying to find my value. And uh, it's in that, it was in that pursuit of healing those parts of me that I I got into this work and, and now I'm helping other women do the same. So I do that through high level coaching, through breath work, through embodiment practices. I do a lot of work around divine feminine and masculinity and, and then just, uh, everything in between. So that's yeah. kind of a general o- overview. I love it. And I love to acknowledge where we all struggle, which is when we initially start, it's like, I want to help everybody with everything. And obviously we all understand in this industry, the importance of niching down because we need to know who we help and they need to understand what we do. But I think you've gotten to a point too, where like you have a lot of tools in your tool belt and you're able to offer more now. And I think as we evolve, that is who we become, but initially we have to start somewhere and then we grow into that person who can open portals in all the different areas of our lives. Totally agree. And you do that so powerfully. Thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like I I started in this realm of really focusing on anxiety, but after a while, anxiety felt so limiting. And now I feel like in the last year of my business, it's it's really taken off in this last 12 months. and. I'm in a place now where I really believe that my energy attracts clients, my energy attracts people. And it's not like my, my door sign of like, I help you with anxiety. It's more so just the energy of the things that I, the way I show up and the things I put out. And if people resonate with it, then they can, you know, hop on board. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think that also brings up, I love that you talk about the energy. I talk about energy all the time. And that is what people are attracted to. Like more often than not, what people to say to me is, oh my gosh, I love your energy. It's magnetic. I love, and that's what people want. That's the, what they're attracted to, why they want to be around us. We have things we can help them with. And that's why it's important to be specific with it at first so we can get a start, but then you just evolve yeah. and you grow and you're able to offer more to the people that you serve. Exactly. And I actually, one of my mentors said this to me recently and it was so helpful for me because I spent so long focusing on every nitty gritty detail of my business. And she was like, Stevie, 5% of your business is marketing and funnels and 
branding and the font size and the colors and whatever all the bullshit, it is 95% your energy. You can have the best funnel in the world. And if your energy sucks, you are not going to attract people from that place because your energy sucks. Or if you're working with, if you're working with, you know, these, these belief systems around what you're capable of or what you deserve. I really believe that it's so important to invest in ourselves, invest in our own healing. I'm sure there are people who can relate to this who are, who are maybe watching, but I spent so much money on like one more business course, one more coach, one more marketing course and one more marketing, whatever thing. And I was coming up, I was hitting this wall time and time and time again. And I was like, what is this? And it wasn't until that I, I, I really started to heal my own internal landscape and really pay attention to, I mean, not just trauma, but also just the ways I was showing up energetically. That's when things really began to shift. And that's, that's when we began to, when we began to skyrocket. Yeah. I love that too, because it is, you know, and I've heard so many people so many times say it's 5% strategy, 95%, you know, whatever the percentages are, it really doesn't matter, give or take a couple, but that's anybody who's successful and who has gotten to a certain point in their entrepreneurship career. It's like, they all say it. Mindset is everything. And to your point, when I first joined my first coaching program, I was like, I'm going to study all the modules. I'm going to figure out everything I need to figure out. And then I'm going to get out of this and I'm just going to go do it. And I kept coming up against, coming up against, coming up against. And I was like, why is this not working for me? Because I was so in the masculine of it. I was so in the systems and structures of it. And I was ignoring myself, ignoring my feminine, ignoring who I was as a person and not showing up as my fullest expression of myself, showing up only in those places and pushing and hustling. And there's nothing wrong with working hard and hustling, but when it's so off balance like that, and you're just focused on the strategy and systems, like you said, it doesn't matter what your funnel is. If your energy doesn't match it, if you're not at the right vibration for that, it's not going to do anything for you. So I wanted to ask you about that, actually, because I heard you recently, I believe it was with the fear guy. I believe that was one of the podcasts you did recently that I was listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's awesome. Yeah, He's great. I mean, I don't, I don't know him personally, but I I checked him out after hearing the podcast. I was like, Oh, I love it. Cause anything. And I can't wait till we get to the part of the, the talk where we can talk money, which is what we're talking all the time, really, because we've already started talking about energy. But anything about money is so fascinating to me and, and to learn more about it and up-level my wealth consciousness. And one of the things that I heard you say, and this is Dr. Sam Rader is, is who you learned this from, is that when you started looking back in your childhood and in your life, I think it's frictive. Fric- yep. Is that the, the term frictive? Yep. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Cause I was so blown away when you started explaining it and it really resonated with me and I know it's going to serve our audience as well. Yeah. So just to give everyone like a little bit of a frame. So one of my dear friends, her name is Dr. Sam Rader. She's a depth psychologist and she has created what she calls source code psychology. Mm-hmm. And essentially source code psychology is this idea of identifying these kind of unconscious patterns behind our negative, the, behind the ways that we show up mm-hmm. and, and rewriting them. So really kind of understanding, she, she really goes through the developmental stages in, our, in the first five years of life. And it's almost like these source codes in something happens, whether that be trauma or the way we're raised, it's like chinks in the armor or, or glitches in the code. And then this then becomes, it then affects how we show up in our adult lives. And so she's created these 11 different coping styles and the coping styles are essentially like the, the glitches in the armor, the, the glitches in the system. And so one of my main coping styles is frictive and for people who are frictive, it's really hard to slow down. It's really hard to pause. You fill up your, your calendar with activities. You fill your mind with thoughts. A lot of times we didn't, as babies, we didn't get enough containment or holding. And it actually means that as frictives, we feel if we're not bumping, if we're not like causing friction, bumping up against plans, bumping up against thoughts, bumping up against drama or, or whatever it is, we think that we could literally just cease to exist. Like the, the, we would just fall into space. We would fall into the void and the void would just swallow us up. And that is one of my main wounds, the frictive style in that I often cause friction and cause struggle in areas that I actually don't need it. And I bump up against things that I need that to just to feel like I am, am alive, essentially. Like you matter, like you exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like I exist. Mm-hmm. And so then the opposite of the frictive is spaciousness, which means it's this idea that actually the space all around us 
is not something to be feared, but actually the most safe thing, like the, the space itself is the thing that is concrete and holding us together. And it's in the spaciousness that we can actually have inner peace. So it's finding, it's finding the, the peace in between the plan, the thought, the spaciousness that actually we do exist. We are on the ground. The ground is not going to swallow us up whole and we can actually trust that. So it's been, it's been a, quite the journey for me to begin coming out of frictive and, and into spacious. Wow. And it's almost like, I guess the space is what's holding you Although, because that's what you're craving. So learning how to allow the space to hold you because you were lacking that maybe from an early childhood experience where you didn't receive that. And instead of bumping up to be like, hey, world, I exist, learning how to allow the space to support you. Literally, that's exactly it. And I think I saw you do that perfectly yesterday, drinking a glass of rosé in the middle of the day, hanging with Bashy, sitting on your pink chair, watching. (laughs) Actually, I know what you were watching because it's one of my favorite shows. And I'm mad because I got through the whole season already and I want the next one. (laughs) You were watching the home edit and just allowing the universe to send your way what was coming to you. Yeah, I'm right in the middle of a launch and it's been the easiest, breeziest, such a soft expansion, like a really gentle expansion. I launched a breathwork membership site and in the matter of three days, I have 91 members. And so it's just like, wow, okay, this is evidence and proof that actually it does get to be easy and it does get to be flowy. And I don't have to struggle and and push and that the the, talking about the masculine and feminine cult the masculine is very helpful because we we set the container we have we give it gives a structure it's the drive you know but if we don't have the part of us that allows and receives and trusts and actually is open to everything the universe wants to give us and it's like well what's the point so I'm kind of learning that it's safe and I actually I can I got a massage I had an in-home massage in my house today like the launch doesn't have to be scary the launch doesn't have to be stressful it can actually be really flowy if that's what you intend on creating all you have to do is set the intention and that gets to be your creation I love that because I, I and I heard once this analogy from Gina actually from from my coach that if you have water, it can't exist collectively without the glass that holds it. So essentially the glass is the masculine energy that provides the structure. The water is the flowy energy, but it needs to, to have something to hold it, to contain it. Or else it would just spill everywhere. Or else it would just spill everywhere. So we need both. Yeah. But I love how you said, like basically aligning your energy with the results that you want and that you desire and then showing up in that way because you're showing up vibrationally the way that you've intended to the universe that you want to happen or to, to the experience to be created. And then you've got to do your part to show up in that space and not sit around and worry and be like, well, I want it to happen, but I'm going to worry about it. Exactly. And that is really, when people say, what do I do? I mean, I don't actually say this, but I want to say this because they wouldn't get it right off the bat. But I really want to say I'm not a coach. My job is energy management. My job is to manage my state every single day, all day long. I'm not a coach. You know, that's not my job. My job is to manage my state. And so what that means then is if I'm managing my state and I'm managing my energy multiple times a day, every single day, then I can stay in that vibration of living already as the person who has the thing, has the opportunity, has the, whatever you're calling in, I'm already living as her. And that's how we literally collapse time and draw the event to us because our body goes, Oh, we're already living it. Okay, sure. I can get, I can support that. You know, I can endorse that. I can endorse that dream. Let me just, let me just bring it close because it's here. She's living there already. It's already there. That's what I love as I've dived, dived, dove, divin. (laughs) As I've looked into and and learned more about quantum physics, I'm fascinated by the fact that all of the experiences already exist. It's just up to us and our energy, like you said, manage our energy to tap into that and bend time and space and get there faster. And that's up to us and the decision that we make in this moment. Am I making decisions as the future me or am I making decisions from the space I'm at right now? It's like that Einstein quote, you can't solve a problem that you created from the same level you're at that you created it from. And understanding that the B do have, like you've got to be first. Mm-hmm. 
and then you'll move into it is really the only way to do it. The being is the absolutely, I think the first and most important step. And then, so when my clients will say, well, like, but I, but what do you mean? I'm not living that. That's not true. That's not my reality. Mm-hmm. And I'm, well, then I'll say, okay, well, you're just concreting that, that that is not your reality and that's not what you're going to live. And so how I help people tap into the beingness is first getting clear on, okay, let's just actually get clear on what it would feel like. What are the emotions you would feel if you were living that dream already? Mm-hmm. Okay. So would it feel fun? Would it feel free? Would it feel expansive? Would it feel light? Would it feel joyful? Would it feel exciting? Like, what does it feel like now? What sensation? So we know those are the emotions. Now what sensations might that bring up? Might it bring up a a sensation of like, for me, it brings up a sensation of like, I want to lift my chest because there's a, it's like a pull. It's like a, it's like an expansion. Yeah. It's like it's an expansion. There's a little bit of like tingles in my heart. My shoulders want to go back. My chin wants to lift. I want to kind of move about the world in a different way. Just a second ago, my heart was closed. My shoulders were hunched. I was more, I was more closed. And then when I, even in that moment talking to you, Nicole, like I was like, Oh, right. Like that's not, that's not the posture of someone who's living her dreams. Like this is the, you know, and so then immediately doing that shift. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And so this is why embodiment is a huge, huge, huge cornerstone of my coaching style because I do not believe mindset is great. Thought work is great. And if we are not doing the embodiment work to feel the feelings in our bodies, we can say, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire like a million times and, and think like a millionaire and do all these things. It's not going to do shit because if you're not feeling it in your body, And actually cultivating and creating and practicing the visceral sensation of the woman who is living her truth, living her dream, showing up in that way, then what? The embodiment is the most important part. So first let's get clear on how would it feel? What would it, what would the sensations be like? And then practice it over and over again. I often talk about this thing called homeostasis, which is just your natural homeostasis I'll just give my own example. Like my, oftentimes my natural homeostasis is contraction. I go small, I go to old thinking, I start to live in the old paradigm. I go, I go closed. Okay. That's my natural homeostasis. Mm -hmm. And as I've done this embodiment work and I've practiced opening my body, opening my heart, raising my chin, like letting, am I allowed to cuss? Yes, please. I was going to say like almost, it's almost a feeling of like allowing and inviting the universe to fuck me. You know, it's like, that's, that's the state, the kind of the consciousness that I want to live at practicing those feelings. And then what happens is you expand and then you go back to homeostasis, mm-hmm. you expand and you go back to homeostasis. But what eventually happens, the more you practice, it's like a rubber band. So like if you stretch a rubber band enough, it's going to stop contracting and it's actually just going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. And then this becomes your new homeostasis. This now becomes your baseline. And then you don't have to go back to here anymore. I love the rubber band example too, because if you try to do it too fast or expand too fast, you're going to break the rubber band. Yeah. Yep. And the idea, I guess, homeostasis to me, what was coming through is like, it's your comfort zone. Cause it's your known, it's your familiar. And we revert back when things get scary or crazy. It's like, that's our fetal position style. Exactly. But we've got to practice stepping into those heart openers expansion to inviting the universe to fuck us. But basically saying, I trust you universe. I'm open to receive everything you have coming to me. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And the, gosh, there's just so many places to go, but I want to go back to the massage thing real quick. Cause I, I, you know, I came from a place before I started working with my own coach and understanding, you know, wealth consciousness and money mindset and abundance and and self-care and how important it is to my feminine energy and to how I show up for my clients. And, you know, I used to look at those things as like, oh, I don't need it. I'm okay without it. And it's like my homeostasis of maybe I'm not worthy or maybe I like whatever it is, I denied myself pleasures. And then I started looking at it and I thought my clients should want me to get a massage. Not Mm. should, they do want me, whether they know it or not, because I show up as the better coach when I'm taking care of me and I'm managing my energy, I show up holding the space that I need to hold for them so that I can be the best coach for them. And And if I'm making decisions to take care of myself, that's how I get to show up like that. Yeah. And also then you get to be the embodiment of the example, the lighthouse of that's how they get to show up too. Yes. Yes. I do that all the time in this group. I'm always like, 
I showed up yesterday in my bathrobe because I decided I wanted to take a shower real quick right before I went in my live video. And I was like, oh, I got to do it now. I don't have time to get dressed. And I was like, I mean, silly example, but I just always want to show up as me. Mm-hmm. And we are walking permission slips for each other. Yeah. So when I show up as the fullest expression of myself, as the complete me, and I'm unapologetic about it, I give other people permission to do the same. So I talk about my, my massages. I talk about my investing in myself with my coaches. And I think that that's the most important thing we can do is show people what's possible for them and how they can do that for themselves. So my, my coach that I'm working with now, she's this shining example of this for me, of someone who is so blown open and so surrendered and so such in believance of herself, of me. She's so trusting and trust is where I, I find myself getting tricky sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like finding those lighthouses, those permission slips of people who are actually already doing the thing that we, and, and showing up the way we want. Yeah. This is why I think investing in, in ourselves is so so important because I'm paying her to coach me kind of, but I'm also paying her to like be in that energy that and energy. be in that, be the, the witness to how she shows up. Yes. You know? I, I think that's one of the most important things we can do is besides just the basic idea of investing in ourselves for what it is for us, understanding that we are actually feeding off of their energy because, yeah. you know, and when I first started investing with coaches, I was like, Oh, like, what modules are involved, like back to the systems and structures, right? What modules do I get? And what do I, and now I don't invest based on that at all. I invest because of proximity, because of my desire to, to be a part of, to receive that person's energy that is spilling out from them into my cup, into what I need and allow them to hold that space for me as I'm learning from them how to do that for myself. Right. Yeah. It's such a gift to both parties, isn't it? It's the double blessing. I knew it a long time ago when I was a high school teacher that I learned so much from my students. Like, of course I was their teacher. Of course they were coming to learn math from me, but it was always such a beautiful realization that I would have when I went, oh my gosh, I'm better because of them. Yeah. I'm here teaching them math, but they're teaching me life. And to understand that it's a, it's a full circle, what we're always giving and receiving because in order to give, you have to be open to receive or else it's going to be off balance. And you're, you know, so understanding we're all benefiting from it, I think is a really beautiful way to look at it. 100%. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. So do we just dive into money now? Cause it's like, I can't wait to talk about it. Cause I just, every I time you talk about it, I'm like, well, yes, I love it. It's only right. It's only it's, right. That it's, o- <laughs> it's only CV right. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, because it's so the biggest story on the planet and it's so, you know, I love, okay. So I have rewatched a couple of times your IGTV where you're like, what if I told you money didn't exist? And I was like, oh, she's speaking my language. I love it because I think, I think it's so hard when you're still in the real world, realistic, rational, you know, whatever logical way of looking at things. It's hard to understand that money isn't real. But, and I love that on that, if you guys haven't watched this IGTV episode of hers, please go do it. It's like a couple, I don't know. It was from a couple of weeks ago, I think, but you're like, okay, money doesn't exist. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to wait for it because one of you is going to go, fuck you, Stevie. I've got $30,000 in debt and tell me that isn't, you know, isn't real. And I think that's people's first knee jerk reaction of like, don't tell me it's not real. I owe the bank money. Yeah. Yeah. How do you want to go ahead and talk about what you talked about on the IGTV, how it's not real? Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with actually this. I actually highly recommend you should listen to it, Nicole. It's super interesting, but I highly recommend everyone listening to it. There was an episode of this American life the podcast mm-hmm. and it's a really great podcast. And they, I, I honestly, I can't even tell you the, the guy, the guest they had on. I can't remember his name. I'm probably going to butcher the story, but I totally grasped, took like really took in the concept and it was so interesting. And this guy was talking about the origin of money and what money actually is and where it comes from. And so he was talking about, there's records of this. I don't know what a thousand years ago or something or hundreds and hundreds of years ago, money, money used to be, it started off as these giant limestone discs these like one ton giant rocks. Okay. And this was money. Okay. This was, this was money. And so the guy was talking about how 
let's say there was a war between two countries and a soldier dies and the country, the country wants their dead soldier back so that they can bury it. The other country goes, okay, sure. We'll give you our, your, your soldier back, but you got to come bring us money. You got to, you got to pay for him. Right. So the country who's going to go get their soldier, you know, they are, they're, they're plenty of dead soldiers or whatever it is. They bring the limestones on the boat. They're these huge, giant like discs of, of stone and they're, they're in the ocean and they hit a storm and they are taking on water. So they have to make the boat lighter and they have to dump the stones off the boat and send them to the bottom of the ocean. And so when they get to, when they get to the country, they're like, Hey, we're here for our, our soldier. I'm really sorry, but we hit a storm. We had to dump the stones in the ocean. And the other country's like, oh, it's okay. As long as everyone knows those stones are ours, we'll give you our, we'll give you the soldier. So it's like this idea that, first of all, because we both agreed, it's a game. Because we both agreed that this stone is valuable, great, it's valuable. We both, we both have said, yes, this is valuable. This, I'll give you a soldier, you give me the stone, and this is money, and this is going to be valuable. Like, we've just agreed upon it, and now it is so, Okay. And he talked about an, another story where it's like the same kind of thing. Like the stones are not portable. They're not very, you can't really take them around, but like if there's a stone on the side of the road and it's Joe's stone and, and even if Joe is not, it's not in his home, but everyone knows it's Joe's stone. Joe has money. That's Joe's money and no one can touch his money. And now Joe has value, right? So Joe has money. It's just an agreed upon system that we've all just like came to the earth and said, okay, we'll play this game. Sure. Okay. Let's, we'll, we'll agree to play in this matrix. Like let's, yeah, sure. Okay. And so women used to be money. Give me your goat and I'll give you my daughter. Like women used to be money. They still are in some. Yeah. So it's a mutual agreement that we say, okay, this thing has value. I will give it to you and you give me something in return. And, and then we're even right. It's what is it? Like, what, what is it? And there's a statistic that says 4% of the entire planet's money is cash that we can actually feel and see and touch. The other 96% of the entire planet's money. Just all in the. Where is it? Where is it? Can I feel it? Can I touch it? I can't smell it. I can't taste it. The only reason you have money is because someone somewhere, someplace in the world is putting ones and zeros behind your name. Yep. It is not real. We've all gotten, we've all bought into the matrix. We've all just are like, oh my God, money is scary and it's real and it's hard to get. And like all these different things, it's not real. It's not real. And so the more that we can understand that it is an energy, Mm -hmm. it is an energy. And if we can attune to and vibrate at the frequency of that energy, we can have as much money as we want. We are lit. When we think about abundance, you can't just think about abundance as money. Abundance is abundance. There's an abundance of trees and there's, there's an abundance of sky. There's an abundance of oxygen that I'm breathing. You know, I'm made of trillions of cells. I'm literally made of abundance. I'm literally made of energy. If you think about what my bones are made of and then my, my molecules and my neurons and my protons, and I'm not good at science, but you get what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Biology, we're just actual sacks of energy. So if you, if you, if you know that money is energy, great. I'm literally made of energy. I am right. I am money. That is all this is. And so when we go into these low vibration ways of thinking that money is scarce, that we can run out, that it's hard to come by, that we have to do something really hard to go get it, that we have to save and it's scarce and it's scary and taxes and it's like scary, scary. That's the reality you're going to create. Yeah. If you were to instead create the reality that money is limitless and because energy is limitless, I am completely surrounded by money. I can have it whenever I want. And you attune to that frequency and that vibration and you practice those feelings in your body and you connect with that. You're going to have a real doggone hard time having money issues. Yeah. I love that. And I, it made me think of this when you're talking about, you know, where money came from. I heard Tony Robbins talking about it. Well, I mean, he talks about it a lot, but a podcast I listened to a couple months ago, he was like, you know, money isn't real. It's, and by the way, you're not trying to collect a bunch of pieces of paper with dead presidents on it. Yeah. 
That's not what money actually means to you. Money is your freedom. Money is what you do with it. Money is where you want to put your energy in your life. And where you want to put your energy in your life is where you put your money to, to support that. But money isn't actually real. It's just what your intentions are and the kind of life you want to live that that you want to support. And I just think it's so, there's so many different levels of it and it's so fascinating. But like you said, it's how our relationship is, how we feel about it inside is going to determine how abundant we allow ourselves to feel with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all there. It's all there. It's all available to you at any moment. And also if you have belief systems around, around money, like, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure you talked about this, Nicole, but like, if there's some beliefs around money causes conflict. Like if you're, if you witness your parents fighting over money and they got a divorce over money and, and then money becomes this really scary thing that, or if you, if you grew up in a family that says like rich people are bad or, you know, you're, if you're, if you're rich, no one's going to like you because you're going to think you're better than everyone. Like if you have, if you've taken on these stories of other people that actually were never yours to begin with, but you just like said, you know, energetically, Oh yeah, I, that's a, that's okay. Sure. Put that on my back. I'll help you carry that bullshit story. It's, it's really worth looking at those stories around money because I want people to understand the energetics of it, but I also want people to understand the concrete like belief systems that, that can hold us back around this area too. Right. Yeah. Cause what was modeled for you is what you like, like you said in your childhood, if you know, your parents got divorced and the argument was always about money, then you see that as the thing that, that caused your parents divorce. Or if somebody made a really big investment and came upon a bunch of money and everybody in your family was like, you know, got mad at them or whatever, and they got excluded. Then you're like, Oh, if I get a bunch of money, then everybody that I love is going to leave me. And we replay those over and over and over again in our head, but it doesn't have to be our truth. It's just what we knew. It was our conditioning. Yeah. So forgiving the energies that, that forgiving the, the energies that those stories that came on, forgiving yourself for taking it on and then actually building evidence as to what, what your what is actually your truth around money of your soul, your soul's truth around this area, right? And then beginning to cultivate and create evidence that supports that, and practicing practicing showing up in that in that truth and that belief over and over and over again until the old paradigm is the old paradigm, right? And I just I mean from my own experience, I have just for, for everyone watching, I used to have the most horrible wealth consciousness. I used to be such in struggle. I used to be so broke. I used to be think like money was so hard. It was such a point of contention for me and, and a point of friction, right? I, this thing that I always was bumping up against. And so I just want to really want people to know that there is so much hope in this. And if I can do it, you can do it. Like we can all do it. There's no, there, there's, there's so much healing that gets to be done here. And I did not grow up with parents who were super, had great wealth consciousness and, and we we made it through. (laughs) Here you are now. And it all worked out. Yeah. And I think, I think the more you're available for reevaluating your relationship with money, the more interesting it starts to get. I mean, I'm at a place where I'm just fascinated by all of it. I mean, even to the degree where, you know, we personify money, we make it like it's new. It's actually neutral. Yeah. Yeah. And we make it good, bad, right, or wrong in our own life and, and how we relate to it. And I, I remember one of my other favorite sales book authors, he was talking about it once in one of his sales books. He's like, okay, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Is $15,000 a lot of money? And everybody had their own answer. Some people said yes. Some people said no. And he said, okay, how do you make that determination if $15,000 is a lot of money? And what it turns out to be is we're all just comparing it to another experience in our life, to another situation. Like, is it a lot of, somebody might go, well, yeah, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Is it a lot of money for a house on the beach? No. Yeah. So all of a sudden it puts it in perspective. So it's really the value of, of what we're comparing it to that, uh, that makes that determination. But the amount itself, it's not real. It has no meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you compare it to something else. Right. Wow. That's such a good point. What I would love to know, tell me later what that, that book is or just share that book. Because that yeah. Really cool. yeah. He's actually going to be in my group on, um, October 12th. Oh, so cool. you, can, you can revisit and hear that. Yeah. He's, he's a really fascinating person. Great. Just a master of sales and relational sales. And, um, I love that he tackles the money subject because you don't talk sales without talking money. 
And you don't get better at sales without getting better at your relationship with money, improving your understanding of wealth consciousness. And I was like you, I, I mean, it was in the, t- I didn't know what wealth consciousness was. Yeah. You know, my idea of money was like, I should call Susie Orman and figure out where I should manage my money. But like money management has nothing to do with wealth consciousness. We're not talking 401ks when we're talking wealth consciousness. That's a totally different structure and and not anything to do with the idea and the concept of money. Yeah, I just love that. I I will never forget that because for my pen, $15,000, maybe you would consider that a lot of money. But what if it was a pen that Benjamin Franklin held or what if it was, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And we determine the value of it based on how we're comparing it to something else. But money itself is just, it's neutral. It means nothing. The other thing that I often sometimes help my clients with when this, when this topic comes up is what are you projecting onto the money? So like, what's actually the feeling that you're looking for that you think the money is going to give you. And so sometimes they'll say freedom, or sometimes they'll say safety, or sometimes they'll say joy right? So what do you think, what's the feeling you're craving? It's a, it's a good question to ask, like, what's the feeling you're craving that you think the money is going to give you? Because what ends up happening is the money can never actually give you any of those things. Yep. And then even when I experienced this, even when I started to make a little money, I still wasn't feeling the, the feeling that I was craving. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is this not working? I'm still feeling this way. And I was like, oh, duh. It's not, it's not, it's never been about that. Yeah actually understanding what is, what's the feeling you're projecting onto the money. If it's freedom, you're not actually like, I, I know what, I know what you mean. I know you can, there's more options. You can buy more things. You can support yourself and others and all that. I agree with that. And at the same thing, time, you can feel freedom in your body right now without changing a single thing. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that I like to feel freedom, if I'm craving that is to remember what it felt like to, so I don't know about you, but for me, it's like when I used to ride my bike with my friends on the, our cul-de-sac at my grandma's house when we were younger. And like, we'd be riding scooters and we'd be riding bikes and we'd go so fast and we'd race each other to the end of the street and then race back. And it's like, my face was beat red and you know, there was dinner ready, like at some point in like the next hour or something, it was freedom. Yep. No sense of, of worry or anything I had to do like school, yep. you know, summertime, like, I remember exactly the smell of the pavement. I remember the smell of my grandma's house. I remember my friends. I remember like all these different things of how we used to play with each other. I'd be dripping sweat and running like my life depended on it. And it was a ball. That's freedom. That's freedom. That's freedom. And so it's actually kind of like sensation association, like remembering what that felt like in your body and bringing that feeling into your body and maybe even bringing a little of that flavor now you know, what, what could that look like for you as an adult? You know, maybe you're not riding a scooter, but like, what, what could that look like for you? What's, what's another way you can feel freedom that's outside of money. Right. right. You know, if it's, if it's safety, I can go back and remember the safety of my, of my, my dad's arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can go back and remember the safety of, you know, a time that I was with my lover you know, after having sex and how safe and, and, and supported and loved I, f- I feel after that, you know, and I can feel that in my body right now. Yeah. So it's like, don't acting. Yeah. Don't Connecting with those feelings. Yes. Don't project those feelings onto the money. The money's not going to give you that the money gets to be a cherry on top. When you do the work of cultivating those feelings inside yourself first it's yeah. like, Oh my God, then you won't have to look for the money. The money just comes then because you're already the thing. Yes. That's the amazing part to me. It's like the money just comes. You get in such a connection with, it's one of the things I'm working with my mindset coach on right now is, you know, one of my mantras that I say all the time is everything is always working out for me. And we went back to some experiences in my life where I was like, she's like, tell me some other times where things worked out for you, where maybe it didn't seem like it at first. And I was like, well, there was this and there was this and there was this and there was this. And she said, go back and connect with the feeling you had in all of those moments, and then embody that feeling now and feel your way into it. And that's your reality. That's the person that, that you are becoming because you are feeling like our emotions are our indicators of like what direction that, that we're going in and and maybe where we need to reroute and that emotion connecting to that again, how you felt when you were at that place in your life is the way to get back there again. Exactly. 
I experienced what you did where, you know, years ago when I started having amazing success in my corporate career, the money was coming in, but I had zero wealth consciousness and it was coming in and it was coming in and it was coming in. And I was like, I had, it was almost, I just, I blocked it eventually because it, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to interact with it. And before I even did that, and I, of course, at the time in the moments didn't realize what I was doing, but before I did that, I remember it didn't make me happy the way I was so convinced that it would. And I think that's where I started to block it because what happened is when I was in major debt and miserable in my life and not happy in my career, I had a list of all the things that were going to make me happy. Yeah. The biggest one was money, paying off my debt, having money in the bank, you know, having all the things and traveling the world. And I did all of that and I couldn't figure out why it didn't make me happy, Yeah, but I was hollow inside and my relationship with money. I just felt like, Oh, you know, I didn't feel like I got lucky. I knew I worked hard for it, but that's, that was one of my things as well is money is attached to hard work. The only way I can get it is if I work hard to get it. And I'll tell you where I cut it off. I just had the realization. I cut it off when I decided I don't want to work that hard anymore. Yeah. And I, my belief system, my subconscious said, well, if you don't want to work hard anymore, the money's going to stop. And sure enough, it did. Yeah. Was it also connected to like hard work? So if I work hard, I'll get money. And if I don't work hard, I won't get money. But also if I do work hard, then I am more valuable. Absolutely. You want to talk, I'm a poster child for hustling for my worth. That was it. That's all I knew. And that's why I said, you know, the understanding of my feminine energy and how to start to really put more of my, like make that my priority, get more into my feminine was so foreign to me. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know why it was important because to me it wasn't because nothing about feminine pleasure and desires in my belief system got me what I wanted. That was like me being lazy or indulgent or like, I don't have time to get a massage. I don't have time to take care. It's, I've got to stay here because that's, that's how I knew I got my worth. Yeah. And so with the, with the feminine, I also, I don't know if this is the same for you. Are you seeing these comments? I'm so, yeah, so I'm like, I'm like checking them as they, as they yeah. come through. Yeah. Hannah and Angela, I really get it. This, uh, when I started doing this work, it had me so triggered too. So I completely understand. Totally um, normal. Yeah. I, I have been triggered so many times by stuff and it's a beautiful thing to be triggered because it's just an indicator of where we have an opportunity for growth, where we have an opportunity to evolve. It's showing us, oh, hey, this is a thing that you might want to work on so that you can move past it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but actually I do because you said this. I, I think what you were saying, and I, I'm similar to the, the femininity thing. I thought my if I really went into my femininity, I wouldn't get anything I wanted. The only way that I got what I wanted is through my masculine, through drive and force and hustle and going and going. I thought if I actually allowed and received, I would not get any of my dreams. Yep. And holy shit, Nicole, has that been such a lie? And I've gotten to see, I've manifested my new home, my my, my dream home. I've manifested my new car. I've manifested a completely booked out client space. I've manifested with this, with this uh, launch I'm having right now. It's called the breath channel, but it's a breathwork membership site. I've gotten 91 members in three days, you know, like it's my feminine allowance and receiving and, and openness that is actually letting it's, these things come in. It's letting the, the universe fuck me, right? It's uh, the universe wants to give me so much and I can open and receive. That's all the feminine. That's all the feminine. I have an analogy that just popped up in my head and I think you're going to love this because I just realized how perfect it is. So about a year ago, I was working in a volunteer capacity with a friend of mine. We had a volunteer day and he was just chatting with me because he was going through yoga teacher training and he was telling me all about it and how much he loved it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And he said, did you know something I learned about breathing that I found really interesting is that when we inhale, we don't actually suck in air. We change the shape of our lungs mm. in order to receive air. Mm, wow. It was like, wait, say that again. And he goes, in order to receive air, we change the shape of our lungs and that's, they fill up with air. And I was like, oh my God, take out everything else except for in order to receive, we change our shape. Mm. Wow mental shape, wealth consciousness, like all the shapes, all the things that we need to work on to evolve and grow. That's how we learn how to receive body shape, body shape, body shape, change like, like heart openers, 
fuck me universe kind of like, and changing your shape allows you to receive. And I mean, that could be on so many different levels, the changing your shape could be applicable and it is, but especially because we're talking about breath work, it just is so amazing to me because exactly what you said is true. It's like, once you change your shape and you understand how to allow and how to risk, it's almost like the money just shows up. Yeah, exactly. Like it just, and it is, you're right. It's an embodiment. It's a, it's a feeling inside of you. And sometimes it's hard to explain until you really have it until you're really there. Because I can tell you when I was a brand new entrepreneur, I didn't feel it. I thought I want to do this and I want to do that. And I thought I could positively think my way there, but that's not how it happens. It's really understanding how to connect to that feeling inside of us that's already there and change our shape so that we understand how to receive. Because if you're always just giving, 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 there's an imbalance there and you're going to run into a really hard wall eventually. And you're not going to be able to, you're cutting yourself off from receiving, Yeah, which means you're eventually going to cut yourself off from giving. Yeah. (laughs) Linda said, get that printed on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Shape shifting to receive. I like that. It's so true too. How did you move away from assert, associating earning worthiness, hard work? Did you do something or was it a mindset shift? So Linda, in that question, right, did I do something? That's the masculine. Did I do something or was it a mindset shift? So just, I think for me, it was the, the integration that so often, like because of our parents, because of the way we're raised, because of society, because of the patriarchy, etc. If we we come to this world and we say, Ooh, you're more valuable. If you earn more, achieve more, do more, go get more. If you, that's that's where your value is. And it took some, I mean, I think it's just like more of like a, a remembering of coming back to my truth that actually I'm worthy just for being born. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anything. My worth is innate. My and, and not just my, all of our worth is innate. It is God given. It is bestowed upon us the moment we're born. It is our soul that is worthy, not anything that we do, not anything that we achieve, not anything that we go after. Those things get to be the cherry on top. And it's the integration of that, of that truth and that remembering, because it's not new. It's not new. It's the remembering of who you are at your soul's essence. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially the definition of wealth consciousness is that money is abundant and you, you are worthy just for being here. You are able to receive abundance in all forms just because you are here, not because you have to do anything. And my mindset coach actually had a really good point the other day. She said, you know, the first thing you do in the morning is you wake up and your ego helps you remember who it thinks you are. But ultimately the consciousness, the being that you are is worthy just for that, just for existing. Yeah. Not for waking up and going, Oh, what, who am I today? What, what is my importance? Well, you're, you're not important because you go to a certain job or have a certain title. You're important and worthy just because you are. Yeah. Just because you exist. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I think we have some good questions coming in. Yeah. So Hannah having a lot of fear about money, fear of the future. So Hannah, like, like tune into that thing I was saying about what are you projecting? What's the feeling you're craving? So intuitively what I'm getting, but maybe it's different for you. You let me know the intuitively what I'm getting is that is the thing, the feeling that you're wanting is safety. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're thinking that if I had the money, then I won't be anxious. Then I, then I'll be safe and then I can relax. So what would it be like Hannah to actually feel safe in your body now without anything needing to change? And we can do this in a couple ways. One is we can like that sensation association I was talking about, recall a time that you felt completely, 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 completely safe. Maybe it's with a, okay, so it's security. Okay, so time that you felt completely secure. So maybe it was with a partner. Maybe it was in the arms of your grandma. Maybe it was in your bathtub having a a beautiful bath. Maybe it was with a pet, you know, a a loved one, something like that. Go back into the moment through meditation. Actually, like almost as if you're stepping into a picture, actually get into the picture turn up the brightness, turn up the color, turn up the frequency, turn up the the clarity, be in it, like live it again. What are you wearing? What's around you? Who are you with? What are you smelling? What can you see? And the point is that the memory is not the whole thing. The memory is a jumping off point. The memory gets you into your body and see if you can notice where you're feeling that safety. So, okay. So for me, it's like in the arms of my grandma. I immediately, when I come back to the arms of my grandma, it's been years because she's passed. But when I come back to the arms of my grandma, I feel it in my heart immediately. 
Mm-hmm. So what would it feel like, Hannah, to move, to feel that, that sense of safety wherever it lives for you and then expand it? Like actually with your awareness, feel it as like a glow, a glowing ball of light. See if you can expand it to the rest of your body. Your, your entire body now is softening, almost as if you're getting into like a, um, a jacuzzi, like, like that inner hot tub, milky, gooey feeling and expand that, that safety, that security into the rest of your body. And you can visualize almost every single cell lighting up with security and safety. Also like the second thing is, is feeling the ground beneath you, noticing like there is a ground beneath you. The ground is not going to come out from under you. The ground is not going to crumble out from underneath you. The ground has got you. It is holding you. So you can actually like push on the ground, go into um, a park or like dirt or, or your backyard, wherever there's dirt or grass or sand and feel the ground, like feel the earth holding you. The planet is literally holding you. There's nothing that you need to be scared of. You are safe. You are secure. The fact that you've you got an entire planet just keeping you safe and alive is your evidence that you are secure. So I bet you, my love, if you were to practice those feelings of safety and security without anything in your external world needing to change, money would come in because you're already living in that, the, in that vibration of safety and security. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. Did that make sense? <laughs> well, I loved it. And I'm sure Hannah did too, because I think, and also there's a lot of health coaches in here. We're all health and wellness people in here. And what came up for me when you were explaining that, which I totally understand is It's like when people say, once I lose this weight, I'm going to feel good. Well, you've got to feel good right now, or you're not going to feel good when you lose the weight. And I think for the health and wellness coaches in here, they'll probably have a connection to that and can apply that analogy to money. Because if you don't feel safe right now, money is not going to make you feel safe. Mm -hmm. This is an inside job. Yeah. Yes. It can't be anything external that's going to bring you what you're looking to complete internally. Yeah. And until you can step into that feeling and that emotion and do the inner work to get there. Nothing in your external world is going to do that for you. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it, I mean, it helps when you have situations like you and I where um, and a lot of people do where a bunch of money comes in and you don't, it didn't bring you the happiness. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's a, it's a fun way to learn the hard way. Cause like <laughs> if I, if I told everybody, Hey, you, you have to make a lot of money and not be happy in order to, some people might go, okay, sign me up. I'm happy to make a lot of money and not be happy and then learn the hard way. But let's just save you guys, you know, let's spend time and space for all of you who are looking to have that connection. And what Stevie just gave you is absolutely the way. And I think you also have some other tools that you can help us with that will help us get into our body and really connect and do that inner work through modalities like breath work. Yeah, guys, if you guys want to feel some abundance, like right in this moment, stay on for about five more minutes. We're going to do a breath work. We're going to do a a mini like five minute breath work session. And I just want to help you really feel that expansiveness and feel that safety you're talking about. Feel, feel those feelings in your body. I just, I know we are are running out of time, Nicole, but I just really want to answer Angela's question. Resistance is the biggest struggle, even though I want it to change. I can't seem to get past the wall of resistance. So. Angela, I want to support you in that. I'm sure you've heard that thing, but we resist persists. I ask you like, what is, what is the resistance? And maybe even what is this addiction to struggle that you're kind of coming up against right now? Because if you're saying, I really want to change, but yet there's this massive wall of resistance that you're, that you're, you can't seem to get past. Is there something about the struggle that feels safe? Is there something about the drama that feels known? Is there, is there, there has to be some benefit you're getting out of staying stuck because if you, if there, it wasn't a benefit, you would get out of it. You wouldn't so you have to have that kind of honest conversation and say, Ooh, what, how am I benefiting out of this? What is this? Like, probably what it is, is just like the comfort in struggle. It's the known mm-hmm. and anything outside of the, the known is unknown. And that feels really scary. So you just got to ask yourself, what, what is the reason and the, the, the reason I'm staying in struggle if I, if I really want to change? And then how can I be there for myself in a way that lets my body know that I'm safe in the unknown and that I don't have to be in this struggle anymore and that the payoff is so much better than staying in the struggle? Mm-hmm. You know? 
it's the familiar. That's, that's a big part of why we all stay in situations that really aren't serving us because they are serving us in some way. They're providing some kind of like safety, security feeling because it's familiar. Yeah, exactly. So creating a new, creating new evidence that you actually don't have to struggle anymore. That's the old way. That's the old paradigm. Mm -hmm. And, and actually what might it feel like just if it's super out of your frame right now, Angela, like just see what it might feel like experiment with even in this next five minutes, Angela, see what the letting go of the struggle might feel like in the breath work. Okay, guys. So I'm going to move into the breath work. Now we're going to do a five minute practice. Love it. We're going to do two rounds, but what we're going to do is we're going to do 50 breaths through the nose, 50 breaths through the mouth. Okay. We're going to take three deep breaths in, into the nose, out through the mouth. Three of those. We're going to do that whole thing twice. And then we're going to take a deep breath in at the end and hold for 30 seconds. Okay. We're going to release with a big sigh. The uh, mantra that we're going to use. So this is what I do want to shamelessly plug my, my breath channel for a second. Thank you. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I just, I just uh, launched this breathwork membership called the breath channel and it is a membership platform where I have all sorts of videos that you can log in. There's a, a member portal. You can choose a breathwork that works for you, how you want to feel breathwork for anxiety, for getting grounded, for letting go, for period pain, for feminine embodiment, for alignment, for manifestation, for abundance. There's all sorts. You can choose how you want to feel for magic mornings. I, I guide you through these breaths. The, they're short, quick. You can get connected to your body, feel good, go about your day. Bi-weekly, I do live, longer group workshops where we go into deeper, longer, transformative sessions. And the whole motherfucking thing is only 20 bucks a month. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I can't believe. So I, I'm a member, you guys. It's, it's amazing. Please go join everything that it includes for that. I mean, not to mention just the breath work alone, just the fact that there are pre-recorded videos that we can tune into every single day to get what we need. And even on your IGTV, you have so many different ones that are on there that when I was dealing with anxiety a couple of weeks ago, leaving my job, there were a lot of decisions to make and everything else. And it was like, okay, I'm going to turn on Stevie's breathwork channel and well, not, it wasn't the breath channel then, but your IGTV and use it just to work through some of this stuff. And the fact that you've created this portal for everybody to go to and benefit from on a month to month basis is amazing. Thank you so much, Nicole. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. I love it. All right, guys, let's go ahead and do this. We're going to get all sorts of abundance, all sorts of shifts and energy. Closing the eyes, find yourself in a comfortable seated position. You can put the phone down. You can just listen to my voice. I'm going to guide you the whole time. The mantra we're going to use today is, I am abundant. I am full. I am abundant. I am full. And so set the intention right in this moment, knowing that you're the creator of your life. Set the intention right in this moment that you are going to have a shift after this. You're going to feel a different type of way. You're going to feel fuller in your body. You're going to feel more alive. And that is where the direction we're headed. We're going to start with the nose, 50 breaths through the nose, 50 breaths through the mouth. I'll guide you the whole time. Here we go. Three, two, one. breaths in and out. Big sigh. Two more. Good. 
good, coming back to that mantra. I am abundant, I am full. Shoulders back, heart open, chin lifts just a little bit. Softening the muscles around your heart, opening to receive from the universe. We're going back to that nose breath. Here we go, three, two, one. Whoa. Stay with that breath. Don't stop. Beautiful. I am abundant. I am full. Feel the energy moving through your system. Feel the tinglys. Feel the warmth. You got it. Feel that heart opening, expanding, softening. Maybe there's tears that want to fall. Maybe there's a smile that wants to come. Maybe there's joy that wants to pour out. Stay with it. You're almost there. Beautiful work. I am abundant. I am full. And three deep breaths in through the nose. Big sigh. Two more. Last one. Deep breath into the nose and hold. Hold. Hold, I am abundant, I am full. If you're feeling lightheaded, that's okay. You got it, hold. I am abundant, I am full. Feel your heart opening, 10 more seconds. We're gonna release with a big sigh all together as a group. In five, four, three, two, one. Ah, keeping the eyes closed for one more moment. Noticing what you feel in your body in this moment. What sensations are present? What emotions are present? If there's grief, let it be there. If there's joy, amplify it. Whatever you're feeling in your body, be a yes to it knowing that you're in the perfect part of your journey, you're in the perfect part of your healing. There's nothing you have to do, nothing you have to prove. You are abundant. You are whole. I am abundant. I am full. One more deep breath in through the nose. And release. When you're ready, take your time. You can softly open your eyes, come back to the Zoom. Beautiful. And if you, st- I know some of you stayed with us during that practice. If you feel called, you can just type in the chat box how you feel in this moment, what you noticed how you're feeling, if there's a shift at all. Beautiful. How is that for you, Nicole? I love it because I feel so alive every time I do breath work. It's like energetically, you just feel the energy running through your body. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note, and, and I'm sure this is something you talk about a lot, Sometimes you're going to feel lightheaded. Cause I remember the first time I did breath work, I was like, I feel dizzy. I feel, I don't know if I'm supposed to feel this way. And it, it's changing you cellularly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, cellularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, it's both words combined. What a beautiful word, but yeah, just understanding, you know, it's, it's kind of like when I dance, mm. I love how my body fe- and it's similar to that because it's just moving things through your body in such an amazing way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having this container for us to do this work. It's so special. 
Thank you for being here for thank Patrick for sharing you with us and giving up a little bit of your dinner time to do the breath work and just for sharing the beautiful gift that is you. I I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much, Nicole. I love you. So grateful to have you as a friend. I know. I feel the same way. I love you too. And I'm just so the universe brings us exactly what we need at all the right times. And you are a true gift to me. And I'm so grateful for that. Thank you, my love. Thank you. If anyone, um, if anyone feels called to the breath channel, you can come hang out with me on Instagram at Stevie L Wright underscore. It's in my, the link in my bio, but come hang out, come look at all the IGTVs. There's lots of great content to dive into and I hope you guys love it. Yes. Thank you so much. You guys, please go check out her Instagram if you have not already and do her breath channel. It's just absolutely amazing. It's going to change your life. And for those of you, especially when we were talking money, you know, that you were feeling some of your triggers come up. This is one of the ways to really, truly, besides reading the wealth consciousness books, to really embody it to bring it into you. You can read all the books in the world, but if you're not embodying it, you know, and so this is a beautiful way to do that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for your time. It was so Bye, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you so much, Stevie. Love you. Talk soon. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.